On what Jesus can do for you, here's Pastor Ed Taylor. Jesus, he can remove the penalty of sin from you, and he can change you from the inside out. It's not just an outside thing. I think we make a great disservice to the gospel of Jesus Christ when we take a person and say, here are the 50 things you need to change about yourself. When really the Bible just says, here's one thing you need to change. Change your allegiance. No longer have allegiance to the things of this world, the things of the devil, the darkness to yourself, and then surrender yourself to Jesus Christ. And then once you do that, you'll be born again. You'll be a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is amazing grace. New life in Christ simply for the asking? Sounds too good to be true, but it is true, as we'll hear today on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We continue today in the book of Romans. It's there. We are assured of this gospel of grace by faith in Jesus. What's emphasized is not what you need to do for the Lord, but what He has done for you. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 makes that abundantly clear. Here with more on this good news that sets us free from striving to earn a right standing with God is Pastor Ed. We just can't stand there before God and say, but God, I've done all these good things for you. But God, you know, look at my life. I'm a good person. But God, you know, come on. Come on, don't you see those things? Don't you? Come on. I mean, and, and he says, no, no, no. It's not your righteousness. It's the righteousness that I provide through my son, Jesus Christ. Romans chapter one, the gospel is the power of God to change a life for all that believe. Look at Romans again, chapter one, verse 17. For in it, and if you want to mark your Bibles, you can just circle the word it, put an arrow back up to the gospel because that's what he's saying. In the gospel, in the message, in the good news, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. Now we need that, right? Have I convinced you yet that you need the righteousness of God? We need the righteousness of God. So where do we find it? In the gospel. It's the good news. It's in the gospel that there's a righteousness of God that's revealed because the gospel points us to Jesus. And notice, it's revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so the gospel really is good news because in our hopelessness, in our inability to save ourselves, God says, here, I'll rescue you. I'll give you a righteousness that's not your own. Flip over now to Philippians chapter three. I did say it again, didn't I? Flip over to Philippians. It kind of sounds good. Look at chapter three, because Paul, he gives us insight of how he felt. Because remember, apart from Jesus Christ, Paul really felt he was a righteous man. He felt as if he was following God to the point, you know, remember he was killing the church and he believed he was doing God a favor by killing the Christians, but he was self-righteous. Oh, I don't want to be self-righteous. I don't want to think too highly of myself. I hope that's you too. I don't, I don't, I don't want you guys to think, well, I'm self-right. You know, I've got, I'm doing really well. I'm in the word. I'm everything about me is me. It's not, it's about Jesus. If I could just teach you that in the entirety of our relationship together, that it's not about you, but it's about Jesus. I think I've done a good job that I could just show you that the fight in your marriage right now is because you're thinking too highly of yourself. Oh no, Pastor Ed, it's her fault. Maybe it's yours. How could you say that? Because God says it. 
no, no, it's his fault. You don't understand. He just doesn't. And then you fill in the blank, right? But then to you ladies, Peter says, well, without a word, win him over. What do you mean without a word? <laughs> I got a few words for him, you know. If I could just teach you guys and I could learn it myself as I'm growing in my relationship with the Lord that I'm not on this earth for Ed Taylor. God gave me a shot with Ed Taylor, you know. He said, go ahead, live your life, do whatever you want. I said, well, okay. And I brought damage and destruction and pain and sorrow to society. But now not in Jesus, things have changed because it's not about Ed, it's about Jesus. And it's not about you. Say, well, it is about me. Well, God has a work he's wanting to do in your heart. And one of those works is for you to come to the place where Paul is right here in verse eight, Philippians chapter three. He says, but indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. So I just don't need that anymore. It's all rubbish. It's all trash. It's all, I don't need it anymore. It's, I, no, no more. Nothing that I took pride in, nothing that I thought I accomplished, it's all rubbish that I might, what? Gain Christ. I might have more of him in my life and I might be found in him. That's a key, those words in him, that we might be found in him because when we're found in him, we're hidden in him. And when we're hidden in him, oh, what a joy that is that God, he would see us through his son, Jesus, hidden in him. And that's Paul's heart. He said, I just want to be found in him. I want not my own righteousness, he says in verse nine, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. That's the righteousness we need. And the way to become righteous in the eyes of God is through his son. When we step into by faith, the righteous one, we're accepted. But we try to come to God in our own righteousness. The Bible says it will be cast out of heaven. See, God is not impressed with you or me. I might shock some, but he's not impressed. Heaven doesn't just flip over backwards with the good works that come out of your life. Woohoo! Christians doing good works. Now, I think that's an expectation, don't you? That you're saved not by good works, but for good works that were created in Christ Jesus from the foundation of the world, Ephesians 2. And so heaven's not going over backwards and turning on a dime because of the good works that come from Calvary Aurora. No, heaven's well pleased with them. But let me tell you what heaven is flipping out for, and that's salvation. So the Bible says that the, heaven, the angels in heaven rejoice when even one sinner repents. Now that is a work all of God, isn't it? See, God's not impressed with me or with you or our good works, but I'll tell you what, God is impressed with his son, Jesus Christ. So if you're in Jesus, then all the favor and the blessings of being in the family are yours in Christ Jesus. This is the testimony. Listen, 1 John 5. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Nowhere else. He who has the son has life and he who does not have the son does not have life. First John 5, 11 and 12. You have the son today, you have life. You don't have the son, you're not really living life. But by the time we leave here today, you could be in the son. You could find your play, yourself in a place where you recognize that your sin is devastating to you and to those around you. And that the weight of guilt and the loneliness and the things that you wrestle with, you know, Jesus, he can remove the penalty of sin from you and he can change you from the inside out. It's not just an outside thing. I think we make a great disservice to the gospel of Jesus Christ when we take a person and say, here are the 50 things you need to change about yourself. When really the Bible just says, here's one thing you need to change, change your allegiance. 
no longer have allegiance to the things of this world, the things of the devil, the darkness to yourself, and then surrender yourself to Jesus Christ. And then once you do, once you do that, you'll be born again. You'll be a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Do you have to change all the outward things, the habits? Oh yeah, but that'll come by your faith. It says that the just shall live by what? Faith. That's important. Remember verses 16 and 17. It's been a few weeks since we started Romans, but this is the key. This is the hinge. This is the key theme of the entire book. This is why Paul sat down to write Romans to emphasize that there is a righteousness apart from us that's found in Jesus. And by faith in him, his righteousness becomes our righteousness. The just, Paul says, shall live by faith. Man is hopelessly lost in his condition, but God has helped him. That's the key, that in the death of Jesus, God revealed a righteousness by punishing sin. And in his resurrection, God revealed his righteousness by making salvation available to the believing sinner. The gospel reveals a righteousness that is by faith. You know, this isn't something new. It's actually from the Old Testament. Flip back to Habakkuk chapter two. And I know it's gonna be a hard one to find, but that's okay. Remember the Psalms and the Proverbs are brought right in the middle of your Bible. And after the Psalms and the Proverbs are called the prophets. They're the major prophets because they're larger books and then the minor prophets. So if you go to the middle of your Bible, you'll come to Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and then you'll have all these little minor prophets. And so turn just a few pages. And if it helps at all, it's between Nahum and Zephaniah. Don't be discouraged if you don't know where the books of the Bible are. Don't be discouraged. You will learn them. The more you turn, the more you look, the more you're in the word, the more it'll become very familiar to you. But I want you to see this, Habakkuk chapter two. God comes to the prophet and reveals a wild work, a judgment that's coming upon the nation. Let's pick up in verse one, chapter two. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end of it, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The message comes to Habakkuk and he says, look, I want you to write it down. I want it to be plain because the people that see it, read it and hear it and believe it will escape. Judgment's coming. And I'm going to warn the people about judgment. And Habakkuk, I'm going to use you. So write it down, make it plain, make it clear. And then the ones that believe it can escape. You know why I know that? Because we read on in verse four. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him. So there are some that are just not going to respond. They're going to hear it and not care. But he says, the just shall live by his faith. Believing the message that Habakkuk brought would help people escape by believing and repenting. Now, coming into the New Testament, Paul says, the just shall live by faith. What a powerful verse of spiritual freedom. You live by faith. This is the very passage that sparked a revolution in the heart of Martin Luther that led to a reformation in the church. Remember Martin Luther? 
We read about him beating himself daily, trying to be right with God. We read about him striving for this and working for that, trying to be right in his religious tradition, trying to make the priest and those that were above him and beside him happy with himself. And he never came to the place where he could just be satisfied in the things of God. And it got to him to the point where he opens his Bible. He opens to Romans chapter one. And the Bible says, the just shall live by faith and he's free. Like just by faith? I live my life now by faith? It's not a religion. It's not working or striving. And he comes and it's changed everything. And maybe you, maybe you're caught up right now in striving to please God. Striving in your life to make sure that God's happy with you. Striving in your life to make sure everything's ordered in such a way where you have that sense where God's happy with. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling to keep the law. And you're struggling to keep a law or a list of rules and regulations. Because you know, if you keep those, you'll feel really good. You'll feel like God accepts you. But let me just ask you, who gave you that list of rules and regulations? Who made that up for you? And how did they decide that it was only 10 and not 20? And how did they decide it was 20, not 50? And then how did they decide which 20 to give you? Is that you? And you've got this self-righteous list of things that, you know, this is just the way I was raised. This is what I was told. And so this is how I relate to God. The just in my mind lives by rules. Well, maybe you're not that. Maybe you're working and you're working hard. And you leave a message like this and you're like, you know, Ed, you, that, that spoke to my heart. Now I'm going to go out and I'm going to try really hard to change. I'm going to work really hard to put this into my life. And I'm going to work really hard to put that in my life. But listen, guys, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. It's your relationship with Jesus Christ that will bring change in your life. You can jot these down. We're not going to turn to them. But three times in the New Testament, this phrase is used by Paul. The first one we find here in Romans chapter one, the just shall live by faith. Romans emphasizes the word just, emphasizing the righteous life and what it means to be justified by faith. The next use is found in Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11, Paul emphasizes faith. And he gives illustrations. Remember that in Hebrews, there's that hall of faith of all the people that have gone before us that God has used greatly in faith and their faith has encouraged them. And then finally, in Galatians chapter three, the emphasis is on the believer and how he lives. And you can do that for homework. I'd encourage you. You know, there's a, there's a lot of studies you can look at. Maybe in that one in Philippians chapter three, you can grab them and study through. And then you can look at these various passages, read them in context and understand that salvation as it's lived out in our lives is lived out by faith. The road to peace, the road to blessings, the way of faithfulness and fruitfulness is lived out by faith. You believe in Jesus Christ, and through that faith, major things happen. Now, I know at this point, there are some, even in your mind, you're thinking, wait a minute, Pastor Ed, if I live by faith, what about works? What about works? Now, we've learned in James that we are saved for works, not by works. But your relationship with Jesus Christ is not based on works either. When you look at your relationship with Jesus Christ, it is one that's by faith. And he accepts you unconditionally through his son, Jesus Christ. And so then some would say, well, wait a minute, Ed. You mean I don't have to do my morning devotions and I'm accepted by God? No, you don't have to do your morning devotions. You don't have to do another morning devotion the rest of your life and God will still love you. Oh, wait, well, okay, devotions. What, what, what about my Bible? I mean, if I don't have to do devotions, do I have to read my Bible anymore? No. You don't have to read your Bible ever again the rest of your life. 
and God would still love you and accept you. <laughs> okay, then let's go keep going. What about church? I don't have to keep coming to this place every week. Am I done? You know what? You don't have to go to church ever again the rest of your life. You don't have to. You can, you can choose to live your life however you live it and however you want to live it. And God's love will still be upon you unconditionally. You mean I don't have to quit that habit either? No, you don't have to quit it. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? Let me tell you. You have a new relationship with Jesus Christ that has eliminated the words have to from your vocabulary. Now, you don't have to do your devotions. Oh, you mean I got to do devotions now and I got to read my Bible and I got to be in church and I got to kick all my bad habits. No, it's no longer a got to issue. It's now a get to issue. You mean I get to do morning devotions? God's going to speak to me? Yes. I mean, I get to read the Bible now and understand it? Yes. I get to hang out with other believers and share the gospel and love people? Yes. I get to kick habits that have been hurtful to me? Yes. What has happened where religion has come in and said, this is what you've got to do. Let me tell you what you've got to do. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbors yourself. Have a relationship of love. Everything changes. And so when you look at a life by grace, it's a whole different attitude. Because of my faith now, I can hang out with Jesus Christ. I can do that. I mean, I can have freedom in my life. To create, think of this. The creator of the universe is interested in Ed Taylor and wanting to hang out with him. That's cool. Say, so, Lord, you want to speak to me in my devotions today? Yes, son, I want to speak to you. You want to bring something out in my heart that you want to change? Yes, son and daughter, that's exactly what I want to do. I don't come to him not to gain his acceptance. He already accepts me in the beloved. It's not to try to earn my salvation, but I just give myself to him daily because the righteousness notice is revealed from faith to faith to faith to faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Your relationship, it's your belief in him. This is a problem. Please hear. This is where we make a great mistake. And as we head out today, I want you to hear me out. I want you to listen carefully because I do believe we're safe for good works. And I do believe that God wants to see that come through our lives. But I don't think he wants to throw a guilt trip on us to try to motivate us because he wants us to be motivated by love. He wants the love of God to compel us and constrain us. And here's a problem. Listen closely, please. We all know and believe that salvation is from faith and through faith. We know that because that's how it began with us. You heard a message. You recognized the conviction of sin in your heart. You believed in Jesus Christ. You were born again. Everything's changed. And that was all it took. There was nothing else necessary. Yes, I heard. Yes, I believe. You're saved. And that's how we began to live our Christian life because that's how it began, very simply. But then something's happened. Something happened Instead of going from faith to faith, along the way, we've gone from faith to works in order to be right with God. And now it's faith to works. We begin to condemn and expect and lay heavy trips on ourselves and on others. Toe the line, believer. Okay, now you're a believer, and here are the things that you need to do to be a believer when it all started with faith, didn't it? And believing in the Lord. Oh, hey, again, let me balance here. If you're living in sin here today, unconfessed, unrepentant sin, God's not winking on that. Jesus Christ died to forgive you of your sin. 
I get to sin now. No, the Bible never gives permission to sin anywhere at all. So it's not an issue where, well, we can just slide by here and God's just going to wink at our sin and let us live however we want. He will let us live however we want. But as believers, we're filled with the Holy Spirit now. And now what we want becomes what God wants. It changes everything. We have new desires. We want to love people. We want to serve people. And so you find that some churches, well, hey, get busy for the things of God. That's what you're a believer now. You've got to get to work. Serve him. And you'll know, I've been here for a while, for those of you that are been saved here, so many of you have given your life to Jesus Christ through the ministry here, or you find yourself now here at Calvary Aurora, we don't, we don't really allow anything to be done for at least six months because we just want you to sit here and let your faith grow. We want to set the path for you. We don't want you out working, 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 working and miss out on this sweet time where you can just cultivate your relationship with the Lord and have everything in order. Just relax and hang out and just enjoy it. Oh, there'll be plenty of work. We'll find it for you later. But in this beginning stage, it's just cultivate a desire and a relationship with Jesus. And over time, doors are open to be used. It's not faith to works. It doesn't say, aren't you glad it doesn't end? Verse 17, the just shall live by works. Oh, no. Or the just shall live by all that the church tells them to do. Because religion has come in and said, well, you want works? We'll give you works. I mean, you want to have these feelings taken away? We'll set up a system so that from birth to your very last breath, we'll control your life. And Jesus says, no, I don't want man to interrupt that. I want a personal relationship with my people personally so that they get direction from me directly and obey me and love me and serve me and live for me. We're in the middle of a study of Romans on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. If you've enjoyed the message, hear it again online at AboundingGraceRadio.com. That's AboundingGraceRadio.com. And if you haven't already, download our free app. That way you can listen to our program right there on your phone or tablet. Search for Calvary Church Aurora. At Abounding Grace, we're committed to bringing the truths of God's Word to the radio every day. But we can't do it alone. We look to our listeners to help us provide these daily studies. And today, when you give a donation of $25 or more, be sure to request Jesus Revolution by Greg Laurie and Ellen Vaughn. You'll be encouraged as you hear how God transformed an unlikely generation and how He can most certainly do it again. Call us right now at 877-30-GRACE, and we'll gladly take your request. That's 877-30-GRACE. Pastor Ed, not long ago, we created a new podcast called Lead to Serve. Would you talk a little bit about the genesis of this project and how our listeners can access it? You know, Larry, I've been asked for many years to put together a podcast on spiritual leadership, on church planting, on pastoring, on being a leader in the workplace. Uh, and finally, we put together a podcast on spiritual leadership. We call it a leadership podcast, but because I'm a pastor uh, and because I have a history in the corporate world, there is a sense of applying the biblical principles to spiritual leadership, whether you're a CEO or a pastor or a mom at home raising the next generation and everything in between. God has called us all to a level of leadership. And so we put together and just finished, we've, we're on a little bit of a break, but we just finished season one and we're retooling and, and we're thinking and praying about better ways to present 
leadership principles, and it's called Lead to Serve, L-E-A-D, the number two, serve. And you can access it through our free app. It's right on the homepage. Just go to your app store and put in the words Ed Taylor, and then two apps are probably going to pop up, one for our radio station here, Grace FM, and one for our church. It's on our church app. And also, uh, you can go to where it resides, anchor.fm slash lead to the number two, serve. Uh, anchor.fm slash lead to serve. And all the episodes of season one are there. And we're currently looking at season two. For example, I've got a new title uh, of a broadcast that's going to be in season two. We're going to title it Different Doesn't Mean Wrong. Because haven't you found at times when you're doing something different or you're stepping out in faith or you want to institute a change, there'll always be people to go, oh, that's not the right way to do it. We've always done it this way and on and on. And you know what? Different doesn't mean wrong. And I'm not going to give you the whole episode, but that's one of the things we're going to talk about. Like when you're making changes and you're making changes being led by the Spirit, different doesn't mean wrong. So access it. Uh, Give us your feedback. I'd love to connect with you. Uh, It is a little different than our Bible teaching ministry because it's very practical and it is very uh, much a discussion and dialogue about training us to be better leaders. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. That's lead, the number two, serve with Ed Taylor. Then join us next time when we'll pick up what we left off in Romans here on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church Colorado here in Aurora.